Welcome back to Intercom Radio. This is Dr. Laura Murillo, presidency of the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Happy to have you with us here today on the radio program and happy to introduce to you uh, Dr. Peter Rodriguez. He's with Rice University. He's going to tell you a little bit more about the business school, MBA programs, and so many other great things that are occurring at Rice University. Thanks for joining us, Dean. It is my pleasure to be here, Dr. Murillo. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Glad that you're here, and I cannot believe it's already two and a half years since we first met in another studio where we interviewed you no no time really flies it feels like a shorter amount of time but it's been filled with things as you know how that goes when you're full and busy time flies and and we're having a lot of fun too well in your two and a half years now at rice what are some of the things that have really uh either surprised you or impressed you about rice university and the city of houston i think the two things that impressed me most so one is that rice is small enough to be really tight-knit so i was really welcomed into the family quickly and then about the city I just never felt more welcome. There wasn't a door that, that I knocked on asking for help or assistance yeah. or guidance where someone didn't say, come on in, let's talk yeah. about it, let's work together. I think now, perhaps more than ever, it certainly feels so to me, there's this great drive from Houstonians. How do we get better? How do we yes. assure the uh, economic and social livelihood of our city? Uh, and we do it in a really uh, special way, and I think there's a great pride in being a Houstonian. Yeah. And I feel that, uh, uh, you know. Uh, head to toes. It's been great. Yeah, it certainly is a very open city, willing to do business. I before uh, meeting with you today, I had an interview with Bloomberg, and uh, they flew in and and wanted to talk about business and trying to really look at Houston as that model of a the epicenter of entrepreneurship. Number one, but also big on their agenda was the impression they had in terms of collaboration. I think that is exactly what Houston is. Mm -hmm. Uh, You came in as the first Latino to serve as dean of the business school. Very big deal for us here in the Houston area. Uh, And at the end of the day, you're absolutely right. When you look at Rice and the international prestige that it has uh, and the fact that it's here in Houston uh, is just, again, a feather in our cap here. Uh, Let's talk about a little bit the Consortium for Graduate Studies in Management. What is that and why is it important? So um, my very first act as a dean, in fact, I, I wrote a letter before I even uh, formally had the job uh, to the Consortium for Graduate Studies and Management, which is an organization I've worked with before. Uh, and what they do is they provide access to top MBA programs for underrepresented minorities and people who work to promote diversity and inclusion. Essentially, it's like a common app. A lot of people are familiar with the common app for undergraduates yeah. where you fill out one application and you can send it to about – Really, it's the top 20 business schools in the country. Mm-hmm. And then those schools vie for your uh, attendance by offering you scholarships. You okay. rank them, and then they offer you often a full or at least a half a scholarship. And what's so good about the consortium is even before you start an MBA program, you attend uh, a job fair with great firms like Google and Amazon and Exxon and Chevron, and, and they try to give people internships and jobs even before they start the program. Okay. So you get funding. You get access to jobs. You meet and greet a lot of people who who welcome you and talk to you about how to uh, take the next step, how to build your resume, how to find the great job. And and so it's really exciting. Uh, We had to get voted in. So Rice was voted in, or I should say the the Graduate School of Business was voted in. Yes. And we welcomed our first class this fall. uh, And we're out there, again, working for it. And in a very nice thing, this summer, this June, the Consortium's Orientation Program nationally will be held in Houston. 
That is wonderful because, as you know, uh, it is a business. At the end of the day, you're competing for the best students. Oh, absolutely. And the expectations are really high because it's so very competitive. It's not like when you and I went to college. No, no. It's a whole other ball game. Uh, I know people, and my daughters are at St. John's School, who have coaches oh, yeah. and pay to help them navigate these waters. What would you say to parents that perhaps don't have the resources uh, to do that, to help them uh, help their 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 children and even people who are trying to go to graduate schools. How do they navigate all of this? So it's difficult, I would say. But the start is, you know, uh, coaches and the things that you have to pay for are, are helpful, and that's why people use them. But the most valuable thing is information and a connection. And so, if you have the time, it's relatively easy. Get on a website, and you just have to do the work in an organized way. Which yeah. means you got to write to the admissions folks and say, yes. "I'd love to meet you. Is there any time?" And if you can make it or if you can send them on the visit day, just yeah. get started early. Planting those seeds in yes. your child's heads yes. will give them a heads up. And then on the other side, you're right about the competition. It works both ways. Yeah. It feels like all one way, like, oh, we have to compete to get in those doors. Uh-huh. But as soon as you show your ability and appeal, it reverses. And yes. the admissions counseling staffs and others are working to find you and bring you through. Yes. So get involved. Write to people. And never be shy to ask for help. Yes, ask Just questions. Say, I need help. I'm trying to do this. Yes. Let people know what you want, and you'll okay. find that they'll meet you at least halfway. So yeah. I think the biggest challenge is just write to somebody, make a personal contact, yeah. kind of work the system, Yes, and and it'll play really well for yeah. you. Well, and I think now uh, when you look at Rice, we have so many Latinos in particular who have gone through your MBA program. Uh, you know, we've written letters of recommendation for them, and, and they're doing really well. They're graduating, as you said, with great opportunities. And so that's that. all of that makes a difference, and we hope the people who are listening don't get frustrated. You know, it's like anything else. You've got to write things down, have a checklist, figure out who you know, who's gone through the program, who can provide you with guidance, but no one better than the people who work there at the university this is what they do they'll get you through the door they'll answer the questions also very big with rice is the online program talk to us about that so that was the other thing the second biggest thing i did we started an online program called the mba at rice Uh this gives people an opportunity to earn the mba while working full-time and they essentially take the program uh, from their homes or their offices or whenever they have time it's a mix of uh, videos that you watch to prepare you uh, individually and live group sessions that you engage, like uh, yeah. video conferences on the web with your professors. It's all Rice professors. And this gives people a lot of flexibility yeah. and freedom. So if you travel a lot or if you feel like I'm so busy during the day, I can't make that drive. We found that so many people live far enough away from campus that just making the drive to campus is an hour. It's, it's an hour and a half. And, so and, and to, to make, mention that traffic that we've got. That's right. So uh, <laughs> even if you have an accommodating boss or firm uh-huh. that says, you know what, you can take off a little early, it's almost impossible. Yeah. So what this gives you the opportunity to do is to work flexibly. Everybody mm-hmm. in the program also has access during the duration of the program to any WeWork facility so that you can go in if you need to have an office near where you are or if you travel or if you're out of town you can do it, and, and that's what the MBA program is there, and you can earn a full degree uh, in a couple of years. You can space it out a little bit longer if the schedule doesn't work uh-huh. for you. It's, uh, it's a fantastic So is it point. 100% online then? It is almost 100% okay. online. You do have to come uh, a couple of times for what we call immersive experiences okay. where you meet your sure, classmates sure, and meet sure. your professors. You know who you're communicating with. You know who you're communicating with, and we do one of those out of the country. Uh-huh. So the first one will be in Mexico City, actually. We're yeah. going to DFA in March, and we'll have the group there, yes. and we'll do a short immersive course there. Wonderful. But it is essentially 90% online and 
It's been great. We have people in the around the city living close, far away, a lot of them outside the Grand Parkway. And we have people in Dallas, we have people around the country, yes. uh, and even a, one or two internationally. Wow. And, again, it goes to providing students with those options that otherwise right. would not be able to be in a traditional MBA program. Are you seeing that people are be- being uh, very much uh, engaged with this? This is appealing to them, the online opportunities? It is. You know, it's a, it's a bit of a... It's a bit of a different feel than the face-to-face. Yeah, so I, I still I, prefer face-to-face. I think so. I yeah. think you get a lot out of it. Yeah. And I think especially for for uh, for my generation, that feels like real uh-huh. uh, impact and real dialogue. But what you notice is how engaged we all are online Yeah. and how much connection you can have to people that you engage with on social media. So if you have the twice a week, you're meeting at night, you're popping up. People become really close. They get to know each other. They yes. work in groups. Yes. And their engagement's really, really high. I'm, I'm And they love to get out and meet us. So they come to our events. They yes. come to the University for Job Fairs and uh-huh. other uh, speeches and the like. So it's been a great yeah. program. And it's expanded. It's going to yeah. nearly double the, the number of MBAs we have. Really? Yeah. Well, so very important. And, and part of the whole conversation certainly is the outreach that you guys have done in terms of uh, making sure that there are scholarships and financial aid available to anyone who is interested uh, from personal experience. You know, my eldest who's at Columbia University was admitted into Rice and she was awarded a very he- hefty academic scholarship of about a hundred thousand yeah, dollars that big. she left on the table. Uh, nonetheless, uh, they very aggressively re- tried to recruit her because she was in the sciences, et cetera. And there are a lot of stories like that that I can tell of uh, in terms of the academic scholarships that you guys are really trying to provide to students to get them to your campus. Talk to us about the academic scholarships and financial aid. Sure. So in, in two ways. So I'll start with the business school, and I'll tell you about the undergrad. Both have important stories. At the business school in our full-time program, uh, about 80% of our students will receive some academic scholarship. 80%. And the average award is between 50 and 60%. So we work hard to get talent in and to make it affordable. It doesn't really matter who you are. All of our tuition bills are high enough that, you know, it can be a limiting factor or it can be a debt burden you you, you fear to carry. And so we're working on that. In all the programs, we're also doing our best to raise uh, scholarship funds for first-generation college students. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's more of that at the undergraduate level, but now we're seeing it at the graduate level. So yes. if you're the first person in your family to get a graduate degree, we should be able to have something for you. I think the bigger news for Rice was on the undergraduate side uh, where, you know, we're in this competition with everybody else. We have a, a, a way of saying it. We say all talent deserves an opportunity. <laughs> and so the goal is now to make sure that anyone at certain income thresholds uh, doesn't have to fear or worry about their access so the, the new targets we have now, in addition to merit-based scholarships for academically strong students are, and what we say is, if you got into the school, you're academically really good. So that should be the first big, big win. Uh, anyone who, whose family earns less than $200,000 a year is awarded a minimum of a half scholarship. Mm-hmm. It can be more. Anyone whose family earns less than $130,000 a year uh, will have a minimum of a full scholarship. Uh-huh. And anyone whose family is less than $65,000 a year will have uh, all uh, tuition uh, room and board and fees paid. Mm-hmm. So there is a way to have everybody yes. uh, at different income levels feel like it's totally accessible and then still reward students uh, intellectually for the, for the academic part. So if you're listening, parents or students, and you might think, well, rice is yeah. really expensive or it's unattainable, what we're here to say is that they've really gone out of their way to find ways to recruit you uh, if you're accepted. So so make sure it's on your list of schools that you consider. It's here in the Houston area, 
and has an international reputation and, and leading the uh, School of Business is none other than Dean Peter Rodriguez, who's done some incredible work. And it's been great to see your immersion in the city of Houston. It was really nice to see your op-ed that ran in the Houston Chronicle. Uh, you get it. You get the importance of the city being international and the role that Rice University can play in connecting those dots. I just recently was uh, in, in the EFE at the inauguration of the Mexican president, was able to meet with a couple of folks on his uh, cabinet. And we know here for Houston, especially as we look at the oil and gas companies and with what's going on at Pemex, the opportunities to have some public-private um, engagements there. So Rice will continue to play a very big part of, of that conversation. So thanks for all you do. Thanks for understanding the role that Houston plays and can play internationally and for all you're doing over at the Rice School of Business. Thank you, Dr. Manuel. Thank you for welcoming me first and yes. again and for all the great work you do at the Hispanic Chamber Thank of Commerce. You. You're a true asset to the city. Well, thank you so much. We've got a great team, including Mercedes, who's here with us, uh, a great team of seven women who uh, do all the work of the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, and often I just have to show up because they're so awesome. That's but great. thank you for that. I appreciate it, and we wish everybody happy holidays if you're listening to us, and if you've not looked into Rice University, please do so. And again, congratulations, and we wish you continued success at Rice University. Thank you. Thank you.